Hey, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Take her, but don't drop her. Well, all right. All right, hit the theme music. That was a good one. I'm really happy with that. Yeah, but you should, um, in using your magical audio producer skills, you should add some haunting voices to that or some sound effects because it's Poppin' Lockshocktober, bro. Oh, shit. It's Spooky-tober. It's Spooktober, dude. Spooks. Um, man, I still, I still hate saying that. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a connotation there. Yeah, from what I said before, and I just, yeah, I just... <laughs> it's, like, it's like the turn of phrase, let's call a spade a spade. But you know, it's it's that... it's not okay. a racial thing. It's it's a cards thing. <sighs> All right. We're off to a great start. So, <laughs> with that lovely message out there, and all that, like, kind of like saying, like, yeah, I said a thing that's like people say during Halloween season that I say it, and I'm like, you just shouted spooks. Like, like, I really, you know, it's like, I know what some people kind of read into that. Thankfully, it is relatively old fashioned that hopefully people don't immediately sure. think of that right away. That said, welcome, listener readers. Uh, to slow readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gown Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on spooks. It's always on short fiction. <laughs> it's always on literature. It's always on uh, pulpy-ass horror stories. It's always on nomenclature confusion. It's always on spooky stuff. It's always on g g g g g It's always on serial killers. Gabriel, mm-hmm. we do a lot of stories about serial killers, unfortunately. And, uh, we do? Yeah, no, because we had this. We had the Green River Killer. We have zombie. We had zombie, which is another old story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some 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 weirdo. Totes my goats. Uh, some to- totes my goats. Uh, who is she? Leveling refers to herself as Jayco, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is a thing. Yeah, you know, Daniel, I really love um uh, like putting like real world characters and putting them in fun uh media scenarios. So I also hope that uh Jayco, we have her in like a classic uh college 80s comedy in a in where she's just like her catcher is always totes my goats and she puts her feet up on the desk and hands behind her bed bed and head and behind her bed <laughs> and behind her bed is that a yeah. sex thing yes oh, she's boy. like totes my goats oh, jesus gabriel yes daniel uh you can put that down in your journal okay well uh that said we have a lot of shit to talk about before we do that mm-hmm. gabriel hoon what are you hello everyone my name is gabe mara i'm a comedian every now and again i'm a writer and an audio producer and i attend the bar if you are in the san fernando valley come to the bar at oyster house and i'll make you a cocktail mm. Co-host, who are you? Really? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Did you do that purposely? Do what purposely? That burp that is not going to be cut out. No, yeah, I did on purpose. I keep all my burps in. So, uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, an Daniel. Audio producer, editor, yeah. and a writer. Plus, I am an author. And you are a hip-hop enthusiast. I am a hip-hop, no, actually rap enthusiast, I would say, more than hip-hop. I have never known the difference. Um, That's actually a good point. I don't, know. I, don't I don't think know. there is a difference. I don't know if there is. I'm I curious mean, about that. R&B is not hip-hop, nor is it rap. Gabriel, yeah. uh, let's stop talking about rap, even though we should actually contribute to our uh, side podcast. Uh, all about that rap with Dan yeah. and Gabe. Sure. Oof. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay. Gabriel, we have a story to talk about, and I'm very excited because right now we're in the month of October. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means. Shocktober, baby. Some pumpkin-ass shit. Yeah, we carved pumpkins. Some horror stuff. Some scary stories. Some spooky stories. Mm-hmm. Some spooktacular stories. So, Gabriel. Yeah, Daniel. We're going to, like, basically, for most of this month, I for all this month, I believe. We're is doing that nothing but the, um, uh, the Poisonwood Bible? Yeah, doing nothing but Poisonwood Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, first we're week gonna, of November, everybody. We're going to be talking about all kinds of horror stories and whatnot, mm-hmm. and this first week was going to be my pick. Uh, and I went to the well that I've always wanted to just immediately return to all yeah, the time. Yeah, this is your this is your go to. This is my go to. It's a very easy kind of go to and whatnot because uh, we've done several episodes on stories by Joe's Carol Oates. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our bit of merch is about her. <laughs> it's a uh, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would dare say because like it's like yeah no I I we can do more Joyce Carol Oates because there's a lot of it out there mm-hmm. and I personally want to find time to actually delve into more Joyce Carol Oates. Um, and unfortunately right now we're actually returning to a story that I've already read. It's a short story, but uh, it was something that's like oh let's do this. This is a this is a, a, a well not to get too far into it. It is a nice little horror straight up horror story. Well Daniel, actually, I actually just had a thought. What Uh-oh. if we rebrand this month? 
And just to make things easy on us, because we were going to go back and forth selecting horror stories, mm -hmm. but I also remember I don't know that many. How about we just go full gun, and we call this... We call this... We call this... We call this Oatstober, and we do nothing but Joyce Carol Oats short stories. You know, that's not a bad idea. I kind of dig If that. her name did not start off an O, I would not be suggesting this. That said... I was kind of looking forward to that Richard Matheson story. <laughs> okay, I mean, we'll, we'll throw up in the air. We'll see if I, I don't know. A, uh, let's see if I finish <laughs> Hell House in time to give it to you. Uh huh. Because it's a lot denser than I thought it was. Yeah. I opened up my copy today, and it's tiny print. Whoops. My penis. I dropped my water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll see how it goes because the benefit of doing these short stories is they're very short. Yeah. Uh. That. So I mean, we'll see about that. I mean, there's also just like. Like in yeah, I, I, tweet it, at us. Tweet at us, guys. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Like, uh, we'll we'll find out throughout the month if we're gonna do all oat stories or perhaps Oatstober. Oatstober, actually, or perhaps maybe a mix-up. I don't know. We'll see. That said, mm -hmm. Oatstoberfest. Gabriel, yes. <laughs> the store that we're doing today mm -hmm. is yeah the Doll Master. Okay. By Joe's Carol Oates. Okay. Uh, collected in the relatively recent uh, short story collection, uh, The Doll Master and Other Stories. Cool. Um, that's it. Gabriel, I'm very excited. We haven't done a Joe's Carol Oates story in a while. Yeah. What's the last one we did? Did you? And, was it just you A zombie, doing... actually. Yeah. Well, no, that was you and special guest um, Sean Hayes. Yeah, I know. That'd actually be a fun one. If Honestly, if you wanted to read Zombie and we can return to it. It's a very short novel. Oh, maybe. Um, Possibly. That, that may be fun. You were saying that you were excited to read it. Yeah, as it well. seems fascinating. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, no, that was the last time that we've done an episode on her. It was that one. Um, I don't think. Yeah, we did. And then we did Blackwater, which is a very early episode of ours. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did we do any short? I don't think we did. I've always. Every time, like, like since we started, every time I'm just like, oh, let's just pick up a random oath story. And, like, I don't think we've I don't think we've ever done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see about that. One of these days, we'll just do fucking blonde. Sure. It's a starring Ana de Armas. It's a it's a what? She's playing Marilyn Monroe. She's playing Norma Jean. In what? In the blonde movie. There's no blonde movie. There's a blonde movie coming out. Ana de Armas is in it. Is Andrew Dominic making it? I don't know. Adrian Brody's in it. I don't think so. But hold on a second. I will actually. You look it up. We're going, Gabriel. Uh, because while you're doing that, I'm going to actually do a little bit of uh, research. I've done a little bit of research, I'm sorry. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Joyce Carol Oates, which I'm excited about because we haven't done this. Uh... Because last time we did Joyce Carol Oates, um, we were not in our new and improved tight format. Yes, exactly. So, Gabriel, I have a lot written down about Joyce Carol Oates. Great. <laughs> of course. Should I lean back? So, uh, if you want to, I don't know. It depends. I mean, don't add in, communicate, whatever, telling you how to podcast, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Gabriel, first off, Joyce Carol Oates, born in 1938. She is a whopping 81 years. Wow. I know. She, wow. She is, uh, she is definitely up there and whatnot. Um <laughs> it's a great way to begin talking about her. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm just kind of saying that's like she's been. It's she... going to be another um, kitchen confidential scenario. <laughs> Pretty much. What? No, no. Stop. No, don't. What? No. For for people who don't get that. Uh, uh, Bourdain died one week after we did an episode. It was. Yeah, episode. it was like the week after we had done the episode. She seems to be doing just fine. She's very active on Twitter. Yes, yeah, supposedly. Um, uh, Andrew Dominic is still doing it, and now Anna de Armas is Norma Jean. That's interesting. No, uh, Andrew Dominic has been has been attached to this. Originally, I think Jessica Chastain. She was, and like Adrian Brody plays uh, what's his name? Plays Arthur Miller. Uh, Arthur Miller. Bobby yeah. Cannavale plays DiMaggio. Honestly, I haven't heard too many of the other casting decisions, and like this yeah, new. It's like a full cast list. This new thing, uh, I haven't heard about that. I am very excited because Andrew Dominic made one of my favorite movies ever. That's it. Lawless. Okay. Joyce Carol Oates. What's that? Lawless. No, that was uh, John Hillcoat. Oh, I always confuse those two. Australians. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Gabriel, did you know Joris Carr Oates is not a Southerner? She actually grew up in the working class, uh, working farm class in Upper State New York. Oh, uh, Upstate New York, huh? Yeah, which is basically the South. <laughs> uh, an an un an un extraordinary life in a tight knit community. Basically, um, I have uh, right here. You know, does she go by Joyce? Does she go by Carol? Does she go by Joyce Carol? Uh, I believe Carol's just her middle names. I'm assuming just With Joyce. Joyce. I okay. Um, uh, I have here actually uh, her one of her memoirs. Uh, I think that she's written several. And this is one. I have uh, the faith of a writer, life, craft, art. 
Uh, Eat, pray, love. Haven't read it the whole way through, (laughs) even though it's a very small book. Looks very thin. But um, I'm actually going to read a little bit at the very end of this. But uh, but essentially, no. She actually goes into like her early years and whatnot, and like working, like living in or going to school, being very excited as a kid, going to like a single room, old fashioned like country school and whatnot. Um, I'm into that. That said, uh, in the story as well, uh, is that she goes into how close she was with her grandmother Blanche. And Blanche uh, gifted uh, little little child oats mm-hmm. uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Hey, and basically ever I since like that book, ever since then, Oates has loved books and writing. Mm-hmm. She started writing at the age of fourteen. My God! Now uh, she published her first no- her first novel with Shuddering Fall in nineteen sixty four at hmm. age twenty six. That's what the year I was born. Published the short story, Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? in 1966. Right here. Which is probably one of like her biggest, like earliest successes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always kind of had like like a like critical and let's say critical acclaim. Yeah. If not commercial, but like basically that's when like she really was like kind of like in everyone's like uh, Sure, when she broke you know, out. Say, yeah, essentially. Um, people have compared her with Sylvia Plath. Oh, whose novel, whose novel, The Bell Jar, Oates calls a near-perfect work of art. It's a pretty great book. Oates, however, disavows Plath's romanticism over suicide. Hmm. Oates also favors cunning, hardy survivors over Plath's more, like, let's say, submissive characters. Let's say, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. If a submissive might have been like my interpretation. I have not read The Bell Jar. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for fucking hit it in the goddamn uh, uh, Strand eighty. Mm-hmm. But we'll not. get there. Um, also, Oates writes uh, about uh, women and men. Which is something that, like, I think, like, Plath, I think, just primarily writes about women. About women. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, in the 80s, Oates began writing more in the gothic and horror genres, mm-hmm. which I've always kind of, like, misinterpreted that. I assume that she kind of, like, was a Southerner and kind of, like, just originally wrote, like, all these, like, like Southern gothic, like, family dramas. There's, a, there's something very Northeastern about her work, I've yeah. always thought. Okay, and uh, no, I've I've miscategorized it. I've always thought like it's like no, I assume that she's actually like a southerner who just kind of like writes that kind of way. But Mm-mm. I'm wrong. Um, primarily, uh, this kind of change in genre or this new focus uh, was influenced by Franz Kafka and James Joyce. I've never heard of either of those writers. I know they uh, they wrote some bullshit. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, she is uh, was criticized for publishing the story Landfill in 2006, a short story that took direct influence from the death of 19 year old New Jersey student John Fialco. Fialco, I think that's how you say it. I um, who died three months prior to the story's publication. Oh dear. Um, yeah, which uh, I mean, she she works fast. Yeah, she she works very fast. She's very prolific. We'll get into that in a moment. But yeah. um, uh, for a lot of stories, she kind of writes like fictionalized accounts of things that happen in reality for example we did uh well actually both stories blackwater which was basically the story of ted kennedy killing what's her name um mary joe capecini yes in the chappaquiddick incident it is it is like it is like a fictionalized account from the 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 woman's perspective mm-hmm. um, also, um one of the most amazing things i've ever read full stop truly uh, one of my favorite novels um, also, when I uh, we did uh, with Jonathan B. Hayes, uh, uh, B. Horny, huh? Shana B. Horny. Uh, we did a zombie, which is like a fictionalized account of basically like Jer- Jeffrey Dahmer's Dahmer. like early years. Um, and yeah, so she does. She you'll see a lot in that. In fact, I think in uh, I forgot the name of it, but like one of her first really successful ones was about like the Pied Piper killer, or whatever, which is basically mm. like a you know, like a ringler kind of dude who like didn't actually kill anybody himself, but basically just attracted like young men and women around him and then a manson type yeah and basically it was just like hey we're gonna go over and pick this girl up and then kill her in the desert okay and like people just did it because he told them to um which is a fascination and something that like oats kind of returns to and whatnot uh uh oats is a semi actually not semi-retired she's a retired educator she lectured in several schools most notably at princeton from Mm -hmm. 1978 to her retirement in 2014 oh man um did you know that she discovered jonathan safin foer oh that's awesome uh, i had no idea who basically she served as senior uh senior thesis at uh advisor Mm -hmm. um which was a project based on his uh grandfather who's a holocaust survivor yeah and then afterwards he kind of like like kind of semi-fictionalized it and that became the novel everything is illuminated i like that book which is a book that i also really really like mm-hmm. um which i think that's fucking cool like weirdly now not to not that i dissect or what's there divert this but yeah fart did i fart this book <laughs> yes yeah well, that's another book that weirdly looking back now i'm like was it really that good or is that me kind of getting into twee stuff? No, I I understand. Don't be wrong. I didn't think the book was that twee. I feel like the movie would have been super. The movie twee. is definitely. Twee. I, I have not seen it because 
it looks kind of like a tweet adaptation. Yeah, like Liev Schreiber directed that. It is. It is. It's, it's like the Garden State kind of adaptation mm-hmm. of the book and whatnot. Um, For I, sure. Maybe at some point we should do Everything's Illuminated, a book that I've also is read. Is that not in the Strand 80? Probably not. It's too Strand recent. boring. <laughs> you know. Fucking Strand 80. Anyway. Uh, Oates was raised a Catholic but is now an atheist. She stated in an yeah. interview, I think of religion as a kind of psychological manifestation of deep powers, deep imaginative, mysterious powers, which are always with us. Hmm. That was an oddly sexual description. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, Oates is very active on Twitter, being a vocal critic on the 45th president. Uh, she's also drawn some heat on her, state, on her uh, statements on Islam. <laughs> uh, okay. She, she also, it, it's like kind of things that like, it's like talking about Israel and Palestine where it's just okay. like, it's like you make, you make a statement and like the statement's kind of like, it's like, yeah, that's true. But like, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. We, you can't make a single statement on that situation without coming off as political. Without, without, uh, yeah, very much upsetting somebody. So, so like it, it's, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, I mean you what guys, the fuck is Oats care? Li- listen out listeners out there. You go ahead and kind of like look up the things that she said and kind of make your own judgment. Cause like, I don't know. It, it can, yeah. You can know. vote on our Instagram story poll. Does Joyce Carol <laughs> care about Islam? Uh, she also responded to uh, Mississippi schools pulling to kill a mockingbird from the reading list by stating Mississippians don't read, huh. which is kind of like some really awesome shade, but also clearly drew a lot of heat for that. Yeah, that's a broad, broad <laughs> generalization. But, you know, then again, you're Joyce Carol Oates. What the fuck do you care? She, I, I like, she's, uh, every time, like, I remember she got, she had this really great, awesome statement. I, maybe I'll find this afterwards or whatever about, like, Francis O'Connor or whatnot. It was, Francis which O'Connor? Is, I'm sorry. Flannery, uh, Flannery O'Connor? O'Connor, yeah, I'm sorry. Flannery O'Connor, which is essentially someone's like, what would what would Flannery O'Connor say about so-and-so on Twitter? Someone said that. And, like, Oates responded being like, like, Flannery O'Connor was an anti-abortionist Catholic woman. Like, fuck her. I forgot what awesome. it was. It was, like, really cool. Anyway. <laughs> I've always thought there's something punk rock about Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah, she she clearly says what she means, and sometimes clearly that gets her into trouble. Yeah, and I'm sure she doesn't care at all. And, again, it's awesome just knowing that there's this 80-year-old, like, extremely, like, esteemed, like, literary figure out there mm-hmm. who's just, like, a shit talker on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And very, very, she's yeah. Anyway, you think King and her and King are friends? I I wonder or about. Or do they that. have like beef? No, I I, I wonder. Because speaking of which, much like I mean, the only other more prolific, like she's more prolific than he is. Oh, by far. Uh, Oates is extremely prolific, putting people like Stephen King to shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen King puts out like a book like roughly like every year, mm-hmm. whether it's like a short story collection or a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, Oates this year alone put out I think three books. I can't imagine having the discipline. Yeah, and I I don't even remotely. It's it's crazy. Again, like she she is eighty one years old right presently, and she published. Yeah, like it, she puts this much. I've always made the joke, and I'll say it again because pe- people might not have heard this one. Mm-hmm. That like you know Oates is so prolific, regularly putting out several books How a year. How prolific is she? That like, and I don't mean to offend this again, but like it, when I, when I, but when, Mississippians don't read. When eventually she does like pass away, she's gonna reduce the number to one a year. Ha. So nice. Uh, but no, she's extremely prolific. Her writing schedule is eight p- or is eight a.m. to one p.m. Writing longhand. Hmm. Like a, Jesus I, Christ, that's like a real. She's a powerful like karate grip. Uh, then two to three hours in the evening every day. Wow. Um, she addressed this criticism in her journals. Which apparently she's like a hardcore journal, or she used to be, not anymore. But and she journals. <laughs> she journals too. Um, <laughs> when is she not writing? When she's like eating? When she's teaching. Okay. Uh, so many books, so many. Obviously, Jayco. She legitimately calls herself JCO. Yeah, if my initials were Jayco, I call myself Jayco too. Yeah, she refers to herself as Jayco in this as well. This Rad. Um, obviously, Jayco has a full career behind her, if one chooses to look at it that way. Many more titles. And Wait, she... is her journal in, written in the third person? Uh, no, no, it's just, this is like, it, it's she's. She's talking about. Her, I would love that. She's sarcastically talking about like like the kind of like oh, figure okay. of Jacob. And all that. I got you. Um, which I, she has a really great story in this uh, in the Faith of Writer about. Um, cool. if one chooses to look at it that way, many more titles, and she might as well what give up all hopes for a reputation. Hmm. But I work hard and long, and as as the hours roll by, I seem to create more than I anticipate. More certainly than the literary world allows for a serious writer. Yeah, I have more ser- stories to tell and more novels. Well, cool. Do you think she's an army of editors or one person who's just like, I just read and we have a, we're, we're a good working relationship? I mean, if she had like a full-time editor, I think that'd be... Well, she publishes in a lot of things. Like, for example, someone like Stephen King, who is extremely prolific, mm-hmm. uh, publishes mainly like no- novels and whatnot through, I think, Scribner? 
Okay. I think so. I don't know. So like, like, uh, you know, you imagine like they have like someone like on like, like not, who doesn't just do his thing. Sure. Oates publishes everywhere. She's she's not as commercially, yeah. commercially She also successful. writes reviews for The New Yorker, I discovered online while I was doing some research. Yeah. That she wrote the review for uh for Richard Price's The Whites in The New Yorker and okay. a couple other books. <laughs> I was like, wow, they just got she just writes reviews too. That's chill. It. Yeah, no, she she she's a lot of things, clearly. She's mm-hmm. very active in in a, in a She does of... it all. She's a lot like Kanye. She pretty much she's basically the Kanye of the literary world. I believe that. Um she also has, speaking of which a, a book coming out this year, she edited like a collection of a, it was something about like a women writers uh, in something maybe cool. it's just like i like women writers do you i do i don't know i just got i just put, threw myself down a rabbit hole by deciding to buy the first book of sue grafton series oh yeah did you know she died i did not know that <laughs> she's she, dead she's dead and she get she never finished like, she didn't have to write z did anybody tell sue grafton have, that she's dead <laughs> they have a through y and there's no z and the oh. family's like we're not gonna posthumously do a z oh man that's crazy that like it like that that little bit of me that that demands perfection and order really hates that. Well, Gabriel, um, maybe for as an experiment because I'm assuming it's also very readable. Uh, I would love to do the first book in the Sue Grafton A through Z series. The Kinsey Malone on. series. Yeah, them too. Yeah, I already started reading. It's great. All right. Um, <clears throat> That's it. A few, uh-huh. more, a few more things. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. That's fine. She's a fascinating person. Uh, yeah. And this is clearly only like what I discern from like mainly Wikipedia and whatnot. Yeah. Like I, I have yet to actually go through all of this and whatnot mm-hmm. and tell you the interesting anecdotes. Yeah, these are lists. all things I do not know. So uh, I'm interested. There are many lists for top Jayco picks. <clears throat> you know, you, if you literally just, if you go on Wikipedia, it'll give you a list of like basically like New York Times, Times, whatever, kind of saying like, these are the top Joyce Carol Oates books, which you imagine like if you were like a hardcore Joyce Carol Oates fan, Meeting another one, being like, okay, which are your favorites? Yeah. Because, like, unlike, for example, like, your Cormac McCarthy's or whatever, um, yeah, there's just, like, this huge ocean of material to kind of draw from. from? Did I say it right? Draw from. Yeah, that's why I said it wrong. Uh, I'm not going to go back to it correct myself. Who cares? Um, and so, like, yeah, no, you imagine me fun. Uh, Oates herself said that the two books that she thinks that she's going to be remembered for and also the ones that she kind of wishes that new readers will kind of pick up. Blonde. Blonde? Oh, we were the Mulvaney's. And them. Oh, them. Okay. All I, right. Which I keep forgetting what them is about, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I know. I think that's one of her early, early years, like a 70s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, isn't that something part like of like a trilogy of the Garden of Delights or something? Yeah. Uh, one. It's like the Wonderland Quartet or something like that. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm kind of blanking out. Clearly, mm-hmm. uh, I love Oates. I've read a bunch of her stuff, but it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. It really is. That's fair. Um, but, it's like, like I was going to make a reference to an artist I no longer talk about. Cool. I know you're, you're going to say. Yeah. And you know what, Gabriel? We'll just leave that out in the desert. Sure. And drive away. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, her next novel comes out in June 2020. It's called, wait for it, Night, Sleep, Death, the Stars. Solid. Yeah. I can't wait for that. And uh, I'm going to leave. Like, it's only embarrassing if you're prolific, if you're not a good writer. Yeah. And everything so far has been outstanding. It's uh, even uh, Meow Dow. I was like, this is. I like this. Oh, that's right. We did Mao Dao. Yeah. That's right. We did Mao Dao. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. fucking now. Oh, my God. I completely that forgot rhymes. about that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Very good point. So that this is our fourth episode on, on Oats, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Oatstober, baby. That said, I'm going to read a very small section of this it is just mm-hmm. it was like literally like less than a page chill uh from my faith as a writer where basically she describes what basically writing means to her in a mm-hmm. sense and just listen 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 i believe that art is the highest expression of the human spirit i believe that we yearn to transcend the merely finite and ephemeral to participate in something mysterious and communal called culture and that this yearning is as strong in our species as the yearning to reproduce the species through the local or regional, through our individual voices, we work to create art that will speak to others who know nothing of us. In our very obliqueness to one another, an unexpected intimacy is born. The individual voice is the communal voice. The regional voice is the universal voice. Hmm. So that is what writing means to little-known author George Kellogg. So in other words, I fucks with words. She fucks with words. I fucks with writing. So, Gabriel, uh-huh. that is my very, very long, overly long kind of description of, like, you know, Joyce Carol's background and whatnot. Well, I think it was long overdue. We never did it before. Yeah, even though this is our fourth episode and we talked about her roughly, like, this mm-hmm. is the first time we've actually gone through her, 
her backstory. Daniel, I think we should maybe even once again just give up on all this whole slow readers thing and just do a full on we're going to read every single Joyce Carol Oates thing. We'll just be a Joyce Carol Oates podcast. What would it be? And then she'd retweet us and we'd eventually meet her just like you're talking to <laughs> two to me. Would it just be called Joyce Carol Podcast? Oatscast? Joyce Carol Oatscast? Joyce Carol Oatscast. Oh, she has enough titles that we podcast can- Podcast Carol Oats. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's not bad. Because it is bitter, it is our podcast. Because, because it is our podcast. Uh, 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 Night, Sleep, Death, the podcast. <laughs> sure, something like that. Let's find some- Let's, like, I think this might- If, if, if we're ever flagging, we mm. should be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to be the Joyce Carol Coates, Oates podcast. I always say Joyce Carol Coates. Oh, Joyce Carol Coates. Mm-hmm. Uh, her new uh, uh Her fashion. collaboration. Yeah, her yeah. um, her mixtape with um, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Oh, I get it. All right. No, that's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. So moving on. Okay. We have a story to talk about. Sure. The Dollmaster. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Uh-huh. Can you do me a fucking favor? Okay. You read the story. I sure did. Tell us what the Dollmaster is all about. That's difficult. The Dollmaster is one of those stories where it's told from the first-person point of view of a disturbed mind. It is about young Robbie, who from a young age becomes obsessed, is not quite the right word, obsessed with dolls after the death of his little cousin who was always crying a baby doll. So across the years, as he grows older and older, Robbie starts to collect dolls Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, young women, like children, like young girls and other children begin to disappear. And this is all told through the lens in classic Oat style from a very distorted first person narration mm-hmm. so that you're not ever quite sure what's truly going on until the final moments of this really of this short story. It's it's a little bit um, like we've always lived in a castle. It's full on jo- it's full on Oats. There's something off about Robbie and she captures his voice very beautifully about these dolls the description of these dolls and the and and the bodies yeah uh, I like how and again like it's because the reality behind what's going on is is such like a, a very unbearable thing yeah that like the language that is used to describe it even when it's uh violent when it's extremely violent um, there is this kind of distance from it because of the way that the the Robbie kind of perceives it. Yeah. When he has a invisible fi- a figure named My Friend, capital M, capital F. Yes. Who encourages him <laughs> to do these things? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's that as well. And uh, and yeah, no, it's uh, uh, Gabriel. Uh, w- was there ever for a moment? And I think like. Like, I don't know if you're supposed to be kind of, like, fooled about, like, what's going on. Well, the, but... what, what he does... Oh, oh, sorry, finish your question. No, no, go, no, I was going to say, like, um, is there ever a moment that you were, like, kind of... Yeah, you were fooled, essentially, about what's going on. Like, you like when you saw him collecting, quote-unquote, dolls, found dolls. Yeah, found dolls. Uh, yeah, did you... Well, what she does is interesting. It's... And, again, like, this is another, like... And, like, pardon the term. It's, like, a triumph of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he always describes the found dolls by using very like like physical concrete terms that very explicitly say the plastic head the ceramic skin mm. the sl- um, uh, the rubber point like poking out of like like the ripped part of the thing the arms splayed out at odd angles and it's this little mini roller coaster ride in your mind of interpretation of okay so he's describing the physical attributes of a barbie doll mm-hmm. and then clearly it is describing the murdered mutilation of a child. Yeah. And it's, it like, you don't, you like, you think it's normal, then it's so not normal. Coincidence? No, seriously, this is terrible. No, wait, no, no, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe early on there's a sense where you don't know if, like, maybe he's not sure if he's doing things or whatnot. Yeah. Because, like, again, he's clearly describing physical attributes of dolls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Like, referring to their material, their physical like uh, non-flesh materials. Yes. Although even that, and again, like the controlledness of that is mm-hmm. really impressive because of how yeah. early on we start with kind of like, they'll describe like ceramic or whatnot, but described as like a creamy, smooth, like mm-hmm. ceramic or whatnot or something like that yeah. where it's like, yeah. <laughs> the first the first time you realize is when he describes stealing the Barbie doll. And for the first time he says, the Barbie, this, this doll was difficult. She screamed and scratched. And you're yeah. like, Oh fuck. Okay. 
Okay. And it be, yeah, be after, from then on, it becomes a little more clear about what's happening and whatnot. Yes. Um, also, uh, Gabriel, this is the second time I've read this. Oh. Uh, one of the little bit of uh, teensy bit of uh, details and whatnot that uh, I didn't really remember from the first time is that, uh, yeah, he brings... Uh, he's also, um, yeah, he, he's like the, he's like the son of like a fallen, like wealthy Southern or no, it's like New York, right? Yeah. Well, wealthy Jersey, Jersey. Okay. Of like this Jersey family, like a, a huge house on the Hill that like mm-hmm. basically barely supports itself. Yeah. There's a dilapidated like carriage house slash stable. <laughs> yeah. A carriage house is what it is. Mm-hmm. And basically that's where he brings and kind of displays the dolls where no, when basically it's just him and like his mother living in this giant house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, no, I forgot that apparently it, it's almost incidental. He like takes pictures, like yes. already already obscure pictures of the dolls and posts them online. Mm-hmm. And like people, and he posts them as the doll master. That's uh, your username. And uh, and yeah, that's and like apparently he's like he gets a lot of like attention and like affection from people saying like, like, "Wow, these are really amazing photos. Like, they're 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 so gothic and macabre and beautiful." Uh-huh. And, and yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's okay. This is a dark story. It is a dark story. Gabriel, uh-huh. did you like it? I did. Okay. I have yet to read anything by her that, at the very least, I wasn't like shocked at how great the style was and how capturing like an, a tense mood. Uh-huh. Like you can't read one of these stories without feeling a sinking like pain in your stomach from what must be happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this like I'm more curious to read some of her older stuff. Like I didn't realize this was so recent. That yeah, the the turn towards uh horror and and gothic stuff. Yeah, like let's 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 like next time we go back to to Oates, let's let's go let's go let's hear let's hear some hits. Let's do free fallen. Free fallen. Mm-hmm. Free fallen. Free? Okay. Let's do. I won't back down. No. Well. Uh. Well. That's a that's also a huge thing where it's like, what are her her hits necessarily? Mm-hmm. Because um. Uh, if you look at the list of like what people call uh, consider like her best novels, it does include like Black Water and um, uh, I'm trying to think about it. Well, the Mulvaney's less less obvious ones. Yeah, it was like We Are the Mulvaney's, which I believe was part of uh, was on uh, Oprah's book club. Oh, that'll um, do it. Which apparently, so like that was a huge success because of that. But um, but yeah, that said, like for example, Black Water was like considered one of her best. I don't know if it was like a commercial or even a critical success. Well, to be it was nominated for a Pulitzer. So it was on a short oh, list. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly she has she's been on like the short list for like a Pulitzer for a long time. That's funny. Like she's kind of always been the bridesmaid about that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it was that. It was either that or, like the Nobel Peace Prize, essentially. I don't know about Nobel, Nobel Peace, Peace Prize. Prize. Yeah, yeah. She basically Nobel Prize for literature. Yeah, she uh, brokered uh, a treaty between uh, Bolivia mm-hmm. and Chile. Anyway, I believe that. <laughs> Daniel, let me ask you. Yes. Why did you select out of a huge selection of Joyce Carol Oates stories? Uh-huh. Some are online. Some you have. Why did you pick this one? Uh, I picked this one because be- besides it being it being Spooktober. Honestly, like when I think about like one of her best like outright horror stories, um, I basically went for this. Um, there are other stories that are more disturbing that I've read. Uh, I could have picked out uh, the first story I've read uh, from her, a uh, story whose name I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but I actually have it here. Uh, like for example, there was a lot of. I also could have picked uh, the Hunter, one of my favorite stories from her, mm-hmm. which is kind of similar to this. Okay. And a lot of the ways that, for example, you were describing, basically saying it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's very much uh, rooted in like a warped personality and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, called yeah, it's again, it's called the Hunter. Uh, I could have picked that one, but when I thought like Halloween spooky, and it's like, let's do something that like I feel this one has a great grasp on just being like a yeah. horror. This story. one sounds like a horror story. This, like this, yeah. could, uh, it could be like a horror film. It's it's called the Doll Master. It's called the Doll Master for God's mm-hmm. sake. It involves creepy dolls. Yeah, I mean. and like, and what what I like that it's not even very. It's not graphic. I mean, these stories are are you'll know more than me. She hmm. doesn't write like graphic stories besides Zombie, which had its own quality to it. Yeah, that, which, yeah. Clearly, but that was graphic for for a different. Yeah. You can see this being like a black and white '60s horror movie. Yeah. No. It is. Um. Uh, she definitely does horror. It's definitely all like implied, like grotesqueness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, usually she's very specifically like kind of in that thing, and uh, that's kind of why like also she's kind of so awesome for this stuff. Again, mm-hmm. even in stories like she's pretty rad, like The Hunter and Zombie and and a lot of other things. It is like you get like the impression of something horrible happening that maybe you're not looking at. Yeah. Uh, y- yeah, and like you know, even author like Stephen King clearly doesn't goes for like the gross out and like the super yeah, yeah violent and whatnot 
Um, and but even with all this, uh, yeah, again, this one just just screams horror, you know, more than anything. Sorry. Uh, I even love like the the horror story kind of climb like ending at the end. Yeah, that kind of like like uh, what do you call it? Um, not cliffhanger, but uh. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's a horror movie ending. It where, is. For those of you who have not read the story, and you really should, the Dollmaster should be at any of your local Barnes and Nobles or mm. anything. Um. So eventually, Robbie is like in his twenties. He's collected these bodies, and he's just fascinated by the latest one, taking his photos, and his poor mother sneaks up on him and says like Robbie what are these and he said oh mother they're just sculptures but first let me close the door yeah <laughs> it's like fuck it is- he alludes earlier <laughs> on to I don't want to have to kill mother there's a very like psycho quality to this there there is and um one thing we, did, I, we didn't talk about as much is like how much it actually goes into clearly how antisocial he can be with like when he's talking to his therapist mm-hmm. uh, and what Dr. G Dr. G and um and yeah yeah the Dresden doll like how he's very yeah the Dresden doll that whole thing um and how like clearly it's just like I don't know yeah it's it's it is it is a pulpy story told by a master artist yeah uh, and the fact that we gave it away does not take away from the effect of the story pick it up it's a great read yeah no honestly like I almost find like the ending almost too cheesy it, it, same actually it, I thought that was a little <laughs> bit of like a oh I thought the only way it could have been it would have it would have been like like lame if she had been like. These bodies, what are they, boy? Mm-hmm. Instead, it's it's still very, it's very, it alludes to something rather than like yeah. show. It's not very showy. And that that's that's definitely why it works. I don't want to take away from it because clearly she's you know better uh, than us at these things. She's better than she, that. She 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 knows her shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Still cut oats. Like even something like like zombie ends on like a fucking eerie kind of just like a abstract like you know thing mm-hmm. that uh, I didn't really get, but Sean actually picked up very well on it. Um, boy, that movie, that that story. I'm sorry, that 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 novel was fucking nauseating. Cool, <laughs> it really was. I can't wait to do it. Gabriel, yeah, I think we need to go on break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we have a game that you have set up for us. I have indeed. Um, let me say now. Um, I always feel like the need to ask you something before I design a game, but this one might be either the easiest one we've ever done for you, or should be another rollicking good time. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Gabriel, throw us a break. Oh, fuck. All right, fine. Welcome, dear listeners. Hi. To the Poisonwood Bible Show. That's us. Where we always talk about how we're going to do it. Also known as Oatstober, baby. Oatstober, baby. Oatstoberfest. Yeah. Go get your stein. Fuck yeah. Your Gertrude Stein. Gabriel. Yep. We're back. We have a game to play. We're back and we're bad. That you are going to do. Oh, I didn't name this. Fuck. You didn't name it? Do you name it? Do you want me to vamp? Yeah, vamp for a second. Okay. So I do want to say that also recently, Joyce Carol Oates, because like regularly she puts out and like the short story collections are often uh, titled very specifically about like the genre. Got like, it. They'll okay. be tales of suspense and and and. Th- it's like tales of suspense tales of horror and then you have story collections like beautiful days which is more just like just more like general literary uh, pieces fun that's a gabriel mm-hmm. what is the name of this game that we're playing daniel this game is called the oatsman's call okay so daniel what i'm gonna do for you oh well before i say that it's one of my favorite so, uh nick cave albums but go ahead funny you should say that um Joyce Carol Oates, in addition to her articles her fucking novels and short stories mm-hmm. also writes poems oh and daniel i know you're a big fan of a certain mr nicholas cave and his bad seats i have heard of him yes who has recently put out his uh i don't know how much what album it is but uh his uh recent album ghost teen ghost teen which i've been listening to very is it like a teenage ghost i don't know but i thought i thought he defined it as basically meaning a migrating spirit but i think he just called the album itself a migrating spirit sure so it's kind of like Casper, the teenage years. Yeah, that's it. The Ghost Teen is a concept album about a character named Ghost Teen, a mischievous young uh, ghost. Correct. All right. Okay, okay Daniel. So what I'm going to do here is... Oh, I didn't explain the rest of it. And, um, well, I'm going to read for you a bit of verse. Okay. And it is either going to be an excerpt from a Joyce Carol Oates poem or an excerpt from the song, from a song off Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds album, Murder Ballads. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say first off, did you know that he had an album called the 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 Boatman's Call? 
Postman's yeah, okay. that's where um, what's it called? Um, uh, Into My Arms is from. Yeah, exactly. That's where called the Ultimate's call. All right. I was being witty, you fuck. I actually no, I honestly didn't know. It's like I didn't, I didn't know if you actually knew that much about. Yeah, him. <laughs> that's yeah. I, um, I know enough, but not that much. Okay. But I'm gonna read some. It's not a full poem, or it's not a full song, depending. Okay. And I'm just gonna read it for you, and you're gonna have to tell me. Is it a Joyce Carol Oates poem? Okay. Or is it lyrics from Murder Ballads? Oof. All right. And uh, I do want to say beforehand, uh, you know what? Murder Ballads actually isn't one of my more favorite albums. Okay. Um, it's actually, I think it's one of his more popular ones. Yeah, I think it's one of the most famous ones. Um, I'm always kind of mixed on it. Like, I've listened to it. I don't I don't love it as much as some of his other ones. So, that yeah, that's that's my entry going in here. Also, completely unfamiliar with Oates' poetry. I, okay. I don't, I've never read a single word of his. So, the, listener readers, that's, that's where I am. So... Also, how many uh, things are there? There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. I was hoping you're going to go to like 19. Just counting slowly. I could way. have. All right. Anyway. I'm, I'm sorry. Go out. So, Gabriel. Here's your first one, Daniel. Okay. First one. Put on some like gothic music or just put on some like Nikavi music. Some, some, some murder ballady music. Take you where you don't want to go. Where you've been. Sorry, where you'd been and had passed smilingly through and were alive then. Daniel, Oats, or Cave? Okay, so for this one, again, I have no idea who this is. Uh, I'm going to make a wild guess Okay. and say this is Cave. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> you think it's Cave? I think it's Cave. Let me get that sound effect that says you are... Wrong, oh, Daniel. Okay. That is a poem called "Sinkholes" by Joyce oh. Carol Oates. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. You get. You got this. You got this. Okay. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Get the right. music. Get the music. Next one. Keep score for me, cause I never remember. Uh, nothing. Rain, black dripping, for hours, days. So I hid here, the tight cage. The words are bars that confine, but there I drown. Did. What are you typing? Nothing. Go ahead. That's the end of it. Oats <laughs> or cave? Gabriel? Uh-huh. That feels more like poetry. Okay. I mean, don't be wrong, I could be way wrong, so mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that is Some a... would say lyrics or poetry. I know. No, it is. And also, uh, here's the here's the troubling thing that I don't know people who don't know Nick Cave as much out there. Uh, Nick Cave primarily writes in stories. Like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't write about like they're not like abstract songs. Yeah, they're not like like verses of like rhyming things necessarily. Yeah, he he very explicitly writes in their their tales. Yeah, you know, and, and murder they're pretty ba- awesome. and murder ballads, of course, is yeah based on things. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna guess that is an Oates poem. That's an Oates poem. Uh, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Daniel. You got one. All right. Okay, your next one. Okay. Shit. <laughs> As he falls in love, he extracts from her the secrets of her former life. As he extract as he extracts from the secrets of her former life, he falls in love. It is wild, dizzy, whiny tart. It is an interrogation. Tell me, he says. Please tell me. Don't be ashamed. Don't be hesitant. It is human, he says. He begs. It defines you. It is not my greed. Don't lie. Daniel? Mm. Oats or cave? Okay. Based on the use of repetition there, which, don't get me wrong, isn't necessarily guaranteed that it's one thing or the other. Sure. But I am going to guess mm-hmm. that is a Nick Cave song. Okay. Daniel? Uh-huh. Guess what? What? Oh, oh that is Joyce Carol Oates. That poem is called Love Anecdote. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, don't be wrong. Uh, so, so far, well, The it's... second one was Motive Metaphor. Sorry, Joyce Carol. Okay. I have uh, one out of three so far. Yeah. So, Gabriel, mm-hmm. yeah, you go ahead and you read the next one. Here we go. Okay. From the first day I saw her, I knew she was the one. As she stared in my eyes and smiled... For her lips were the color of the roses. They grew down the river, all bloody and wild. Daniel, shall I finish? So I guess that means you think it's oats? You were wrong! (laughs) That was Nick Cave. That was Nick Cave, Where the Wild Roses Grow. (laughs) Featuring Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue, a great song. 
I can dig it. That's actually, I think, one of his most popular songs. It is, yeah. It's one of his biggest ones. Good job, Daniel. Yay. You're not a fool. I recognize one of Nick Cave's most popular songs. (laughs) Everyone who's been doubting you all along. Everyone's just like, suck it. Fuck, man. All right. I don't care what everyone says. You're not an idiot. Also, you you know what's upsetting? What's uh, that? I uh, I googled or googled. I looked on Amazon. Uh, Joe's cat Oats poetry. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing came up really. Like it's really? like a bunch of other things and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah. All right. Well, it's just so, actually my poem, so I'm claiming it's her. Okay. okay. There's some there's some guy ca- calling himself G- uh, uh, Gabriel Batman. Good <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Okay. Cutie music. Music. Ready, Daniel. There is one shining eye on a hard hat. The company closed down the mine. Winking on the waters they came were twenty hard hats and twenty eyes. In her clapboard shack, bare, only six foot by five. Ah well, they killed a little whiskey here and poured their pistols dry. Cave or oats? (sighs) You know what? Hmm, I'm gonna guess that I it sound it feels more like a murder ballad than it, than it is a poem. So I'm gonna okay. guess that is a Nick Cave song. All right. Also, all right. yeah, we should say for the listeners' sake, uh, Nick uh, the Nick Cave and the Bad Seas album "Murder Ballads" is explicitly like renditions of like popular murder ballads, which yes. is an actual subgenre of, of music. Like, of music. Mm-hmm. So, and they're pretty fucking wild. Um, for more knowledge on that, I highly recommend you check out episode two or three. I think it's episode three of Cocaine and Rhinestones, the country history podcast where they go into murder ballads. Oh, nice. Cool. That's really cool. Actually, I would love to listen to that. Yeah. And sorry, you said it was uh... Nick Cave. Nick Cave? Yes. Slam! What's your score, Daniel? Uh, I got three right out of Five. Okay. I- I'm slightly ahead. There's two more, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So three out of five. I- I- I've slowly pulled ahead. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Ready? I'm. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. In every dream of a room, the first room intrudes. No matter the years, the tears dried, and forgotten it is the skeleton of the first that protrudes. Also, I don't know this album. Or these poems, so <laughs> yeah, you know that's the other thing is that you don't you don't know. So I might be giving these completely the wrong timbre or timbre, like timbre, well, I mean, yeah, that, that helps. That helps the the, mm-hmm. the challenge of it. Gabriel, yep, I am going to guess this is a Joe's Killer Oats poem. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, nice work, and your last one, Daniel. It was four four out of six. You've already won. I've already won, but we'll see if I've whatever percentage wise. Um, yeah. if you get this one wrong, it's minus five. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, here right. we go. Yes. She took my hand, this lovely creature. Yes, she said. Yes, she said. Yes, I'll walk with you a while. It was a joyful man she led. Over hills, this lovely creature. Over mountains, over ranges, by great pyramids and sphinxes. We met drifters and strangers. Oh, the sands, my lovely creature, and the mad moaning winds. At night, the deserts writhed with diabolical things. Through the night, through the night, the wind lashed and it whipped me. When I got home, my creature was no longer with me. Hmm. Cave or oats? Uh, I want to say I'm leaning towards definitely it being a uh, a, a cave. A cave song. Alright, alright, alright. But mean, would I be playing your expectations? You could be playing no, you could be playing the expectations clearly. I mean you've done it already. Um I but I mean just just based on the actual content itself, I it's like I think it's like I would be leaning towards cave. Um and I tell you what, that's what I'm gonna go for. I it's if I was playing the if I was gaming the system, I would say it was cave. But honestly, based on the actual thing itself, oh, oh, um, I have a mood of uh, words of friends of someone. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but no, I would guess. I would guess it's 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 Kate. Ow! I bumped Watch out mic. for that fucking shit. Ready, Daniel? Yes. Hold on. There's there's an ad. Oh, who was it? What's it for? Um, it's for Postmates. Oh, Postmates. Postmates brought to you by your local clan chapter. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that good <laughs> <laughs> yes hold on hey, hey okay <laughs> all right correct daniel you win the game hey. the oats man's call five five against seven damn what was i'm sorry what was the cave song what was that oh that was lovely creature 
Okay. Oh, that makes. Oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song that uh, his uh, new best of album uh, came probably came from. It's called mm-hmm. "Lovely Creatures." Yeah, and that Oates poem was the first room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love anecdote. Crow Jane was that other one by Cave. What? Why do? You... Wait, what was the other one by Cave? I'm sorry. Crow Jane. Which one was the Crow Jane one? That was the one, but the, the poured their pistols dry. Okay, all right, that makes sense. All right, mm-hmm. that's this. Okay, all right. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm actually very happy, even though like I love both these artists. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Knew nothing about uh, one's poetry and the other one's basically the album. Yeah, except for you the know, one. I try to play to your strengths in these games. Okay, all right. No, uh, uh, it, it, it turned out very well. Very good game, Gabriel. Good job, Daniel. Was, you it was, win. It was a sweaty, nervous kind of game, mm-hmm. and I hey, can't clammy wait. Clammy ass hands. I we hold hands all your record. I cannot wait until next week when we're doing a, an entirely different game, and I'll turn it against you. That's fine by me. We'll see about that. Gabriel? Uh-huh. Uh, I think we need to go to break. Uh, All right. When we come back, we're going to do final thoughts. All right. Uh, the Shawnee B. Hornies. Uh, uh, memorial. Uh, um... Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Usually, I t- you yeah, tell you, me. You make that joke. I make that joke, and you give me shit for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, that was the break. All right. Stay alive, Sean. Welcome back. Hi, hi. Dear listener readers. Glad you're sticking with us. Two. <laughs> Slow readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. I'm still Gabriel. I'm still Daniel. Hey, I would hey. I would have kept going, but yeah. you you slurped your wine very loudly, and, and then I had to cough. Choked. <laughs> oh, good times. I'm smooth. We have fun. We do have fun. Gabriel. In the morning and the evening, and we got fun. This is the final segment of the show <laughs> where we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk about books. Okay. Gabriel Riptorn died. Really? I'm sorry, Rip Taylor. Mike Riptorn's been dead, hasn't he? Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He died. Yeah. Who's Rip Taylor? Uh, he's a uh, actor comedian. Also, a uh, ginger. Oh, he was ginger the, Baker. Just died. He was the guy with the like the really flamboyant dude with like, oh, it's me, Rip Taylor, and everything like that. Yeah, this guy with the mustaches. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. It was yeah. It was like a character. R.I.P. Rip. R.I.P. Uh, you heard it here first. Rip Taylor is uh-huh. dead. Rip, rip. Slow readers. Uh, Gabriel, that's yep. it. Uh, we have a couple more things to do. One of them is called Final Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, what are your final thoughts on The Dollmaster by Jayco? Jayco continues to astonish me. I haven't read a single bad thing by her yet. Again, if you have not read it already, please check out Blackwater. It's one of the best things I've ever read, mm-hmm. period. Um, every single thing I've read by her, amazing. And this is no exception. Very well. Daniel! <laughs> Very well! All right, I was going to say, like, uh, he, he, yeah, no. It's always fun reading the uh, the negative uh, reviews that Joyce, Joyce Carol Oates does because, like, yeah. Are we doing second opinions? No, no, no. It's more like I was going to look up. Uh, I, I looked up. Well, I was looking up Joyce Carol Oates poetry. Couldn't find anything. One of them was uh, a black. I thought it was a, a an audiobook, but apparently it's Blackwater and American Opera. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no, apparently the, the um, Blackwater's um, uh, audiobook performed by um, – uh, Honey Bunny or Pumpkin from uh from um Pulp Fiction is um one is acknowledged as one of the all time greatest audiobooks ever read. This is fucking wild. Amanda Plummer is that her name? Ah uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it's been on my it's on my um my Audible wish list for a while. Well, how about this? Like uh, don't worry, yeah, I'm very... I don't want to listen. Like while I'm like walking down the street to this that story over and over again. <laughs> oh my god, just all like, the time. Like if I found if I found like tragedy. a CD of it, I like have it, but I don't want to have that like in my Audible. I feel like it would curse me. I uh no, it, well I tell you what, it, um uh, one of her more recent novels, Hazards of Time Travel, was apparently very poorly received. Oh. Um, that was one where basically people kind of uh the from what I read about the negative reviews is that people kind of accused her about doing something for kind of like younger readers like kind of not exactly doing something like like a hunger games or whatever but like kind of speaking to the audience a little bit and supposedly people were just kind of like it's just a hair of selling out it, it was well it was a dystopian science fiction story about uh a, like a 17 year old girl in the future who kind of gives like it was like her valedictorian speech or something like that but like it was kind of like uh it was like kind of indicative of like whatever like the government was doing so for punishment they send her back to 1959 or something okay. like that and yeah like that's that's the story so i think there's probably that sounds cool there's a love story i i would love to see like like i i want to see joyce carol let's do a science fiction story uh, that's geared towards teens sure yeah she, fine she wrote actual teen fiction 
I don't know that. One of them about uh, one's called Sexy, about like a young man, like a young teen boy, who um, is uh, he sexy? It's very, it's very attractive, but he like for some reason like accuses like his gym teacher of like kind of like sexually molesting him. Sure. But apparently that's an extension of like his own kind of like buried feelings and emotions and everything like sure. that. So yeah. Okay. So final thoughts. <laughs> I already did mine. Yours. Okay, Gabriel. I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read it again. I'm glad you like it. Cool. Uh, Gabriel, we have one more thing to do, and it's a little thing that's brought to you by Shawnee B. Horny mm-hmm. from the Whip Around Podcast. Check out the Whip Around Podcast every Wednesday for all of your weird news needs. Are they going on break or something like that? Oh, uh, they decided to give themselves, uh, they decided their 100th episode. Congrats, yeah. boys. Congrats, 100 fucking episodes. We kind of did it like 30 episodes. <laughs> yeah, do, we don't want to, we don't want to rub that in. <laughs> way, to, way to blow your mic, asshole. <laughs> I know. It was too much of a, what's it called? I was leaning over the pop filter and kind of went, <laughs> <laughs> You managed to do that. Yeah, that great? that's a, that's as much like haughty toddy like. <laughs> that's a haughty. That's a, just like just a laugh in their face. You blew the mic. I blew the mic out. Okay. But congrats, boys! Congrats! I, I listen to every episode. You guys are great. Mm. Um. Uh. But yeah, all your reading is needs. Uh, called hazy memories. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Answer your question. They're going on. They, so I think like take a couple weeks off as a victory lap. All right. No, that's that's cool. I would love to take a few weeks off from this. Nope. Uh, we already <laughs> did back in January. Yeah, like briefly. Uh, one more thing, Hazy Memories, it's basically like from years from now when you remember the Dollmaster, what are you going to remember from this story? Gabriel, what is your Hazy Memories, hazy memories. from the Dollmaster by Joe Skellers? Mine's probably going to be just like this, the, the descriptions of the dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that that's such a neat, I think it takes a lot of skill to do that, to like, to be in the head of a character and you're not writing a red herring. You're not even writing a fake out. Mm -hmm. You're inhabiting this character describing these found dolls. And he, and like he describes the ceramic or the, or the plastic of the thing. But in reality, it's them's fucking corpses, dude. You know what? That, 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 I tell you what, that, that's what it's makes... What, use of language is fucking outstanding. That's what makes a good gothic author a good gothic author. A gothic. Like, like, the idea that, like, you can take, like, the inanimate and kind of, like, infuse it with, like, this haunted kind of reality of it. Like, mm-hmm. emo- it's dripping with emotions. You can make, like, a house, for example, in The Haunting of Hill House. What was the one we fucking did? We've um, always lived in the castle. We've always lived in the castle. You can take, like, a house and whatnot and just kind of make it kind of embody the kind of feelings yeah. of like the you know the the family and whatnot i should so. send you this article i read i forget which which it might have been electric lit about how um, the opening paragraph of um we've always lived in the castle is one of the greatest of all time i think you did send it to me oh, okay. i read it i read that article yeah i love that thing i would love to actually go back and actually like uh i would love to actually eventually one day actually do that haunting of hill house um which apparently isn't that because the beginning of uh uh uh, uh we have always lived in the castle is different i read something on the mm-hmm. the haunting of hill house it was about how that like the opening paragraph of that was like one of the greatest in horror history or whatnot. yeah uh pfft, but yeah um that said uh my hazy memory well, let me think what am i was my actual hazy memory what's your hazy memory uh just basically kind of like yeah you're right the description of the dolls which is absolutely memorable and haunting and, and absolutely cr- creepy as fuck but uh also again the um yeah, again, like the kind of focus on like the the perspective and whatnot. Like that's the stuff I actually remember. It's not really concrete, but yeah, that's that's it for me. So yeah, uh, Gabriel, let us take this uh, the story and push it aside for now. Uh, let's not talk about it ever again. Ever, um, ever, that's, ever. That's what happens when we're done with a book. We're fucking done with it, dude. Yeah, we never look back. Uh, that's gone of the wind. More like gone. <laughs> Go then more like I didn't like reading that. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel. Uh-huh. Uh so next week do we have anything specifically planned? Do you just want to do another oat story? Well, either we're gonna do um um Hell House by Richard Matheson mm-hmm. or we're gonna be doing another oat story. Alright. We'll think about or maybe we can also build towards doing a uh, Hell House by Richard Matheson by at the end of the month. I can do that. And, and throughout the uh the, the what do you call it? Oh, I tell you what. You know what I think we could actually do to kind of mix it up? And we could also do, like, a second Oat story as well, because I love reading random Oat stories. Well, oh, how, I don't know. How about we just commit to Oatstober? Do you want to? Okay. Well, let's do it well, for now. Yeah, let me let, well, let me pick one. Okay. I just got to find... Like, I'll do you want to do a couple of my books? Really? Yeah, let's just put them around. All right. I'll, just, I'll, I'll hide them around the apartment. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we'll play Egg Hunt. Uh, so, yeah, no, we'll do a random Oat story and whatnot. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're going to do that next time. Gabriel! Yeah. <laughs>
Give us some plugs. Where can we find you? Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories for my episode, episode three. Talk you were supposed to have. I get real, real in it. Um, it's, um, we just finished the first season. They're always looking for more, like, reviews, subscribes, that kind of thing. I'm very proud of that work. Please check it out. Long Distance Radio also republished it, so check out Paula and Patrick Shaw. Hey. Um, I don't know. Fuck. Uh, follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book for pictures of Daniel a lot. And, uh, hmm? um, yeah. And, um, I think, I think you, I take pictures of you and my Instagram more often than my own face. I don't know. Which apparently, do. I don't know, because I, I think it's kind of lame to put your own face all over your own Instagram. <laughs> but then again, apparently that's how you get follows and shit. And I, I have an okay face, I hear. Um, please review oh. and subscribe to this show. We need you to hit, like, to hit us up. Give us some love. We want to talk to you. Like, message us anywhere, man. We just want to hear from you. All right. Uh, Daniel. Plug. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio and also on Instagram at Slow Readers. Um, I do want to say that uh, I was kind of thinking about doing this for a while and I finally just just got around to it. Uh, I'm publishing my two novels, uh, The Shadow from the Deep and also A Cook in the Kingdom hey. uh, in other places besides Amazon. Um, the I mean, new jackets are very handsome. Thank you very much. I'm glad you like them. Uh, basically, yeah, I gave them new. I gave them new covers and whatnot. Um, a, a Cook in the King will have a brand new uh, paperback that should be that actually technically is available right now on uh, Amazon. Cool. Uh, I've noticed that some weird fucking issues with it, so hopefully I can fix that. Cool. Uh, and that said, no. Hopefully they're going to be available soon. Hopefully by the time that this comes out, they're actually available on iBooks. Rad. Um, but yeah, and they're going to be available basically anywhere you can get eBooks. So, uh, look forward to that, dear Are listener you get readers. Get eBooks. Well, yeah, eBooks. Get Eeb some books. Okay, we're going to get to Eeb some books. I gave Eeb copies of my books. Mm. Haven't heard from him. I miss Eeb. <laughs> Haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that guy does not know how to sign off a letter. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, let's sign off by saying, what would you say? If, if, if you're speaking right now, this mm-hmm. podcast is a message to Ibrahim. Okay. To Eve? What would it be? Uh, for your sign up. Okay. Girl! How you doing? You doing all right? Because I'm really worried. But, girl! Uh, My message to him is... He Keep Eben on. He <laughs> loved it. That's right. <laughs> all right. See you next week. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top